Come on, I want you to worship the Lord this morning. It is only the blood of Jesus.
Hallelujah. And I am so happy to see you early morning like this in church. And you see, the Bible said that during the end time, the law of many shall was told. So if you come to church early morning like this, it means that God still has some reverence. Hallelujah. It means that all hope is not lost. If the Bible says that a prophet is not accepted in his own home, it is not telling you to behave likewise. It is telling you that even though everybody will forsake their own prophet, you must accept your prophet. Hallelujah. So we know by many things that is happening in our system now, nobody must tell you that of a truth, the law of faith is waxing cold. But we pray that in this end time, God will still raise remnants and army for himself in the name of Jesus. And I believe I am part, I believe you are part of that army. And God bless you for coming this early morning. And I believe by 8 o'clock we will be out of this place. And I believe your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. This morning is a heavy morning. It's, 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 it's a heavy morning. Then. Uh, I, am, I am privileged to have uh, one of my friends in the Lord. And way back, like five to six years ago, I, I, I met this man. And he has been a blessing unto me personally. Those days, when they were fasting for 21 days, we were doing six hours. Hallelujah. And this man is a man of the word. I never knew he would be here today. I would have, I would have programmed him to take over. Because he being here this morning, I mean, it's, 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 like, it's like I am preaching when Archbishop is sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I want you to clap your hands for this morning. Many years ago in the church where I was coming from the great ministry, Fountain Gate Chapel. And uh, they used to call us the three apostles. Myself, him, and then uh, uh, Dr. Soguru. Now Dr. Soguru is in Sudan. He's a blessed man of God doing many things and great things on that land. And those days we used to do projection for Fountain Gate Chapel. Those days and it was many years ago before I left the school. And around that time, the work that the ushers were not able to do, we go in the hiding and we do it. The ushers can clean the chairs, but they cannot take the cows away from the scene. No. And we go, we could demonstrate, and we do that thing. Yeah. We weed the areas of the church. The people come and they see the police being with them, but they don't know the people that did it. We were serving God in secret. Those days, nobody paid us. People were being paid for doing projection those days, but we said we don't want anyone sitting from the church. And we were just serving God, just like that. And this is how far God has brought us. Anytime you see a glory, you must know there's a story behind that glory. And this man is a very great man of God. I'm telling you, I know he, he, he is a bomb about to explode. And then I believe this ministry so much. One thing I believe is that the word of God in his mouth is so sweet. And it's so sweet. Anytime I visit one of his sons, 
tells me, uh, Alfred, he tells me this man is a good man. Yeah. You know, it is rare to see employees praising their employers. Say, this man is a good man. And I know that one day he will still do more for me. And I said, God bless you, Alfred. And it's true, he's a good man. We used to go to the house and we we enjoy ourselves, myself and so We eat all the food, we drink all the drinks, and, 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 and it is well. He's a married man with two beautiful daughters. And uh, I thank God that he has visited us today. Are you getting me? We're standing ovation. I want you to help me welcome my friend to give us just one minute of work to encourage us in the Lord. Come on, let's, let's work out. God bless you so much. You have been a very good friend. I think I have to call my father for us. I can no more be a father. We have been friends for a very long time. Father, 
put my flesh aside, speak through me, touch my tongue. Let me speak your word as it is. Strip me of human intellect and wisdom. And may I speak the wisdom of you, O God. May my preaching and my word be in the demonstration of your power and of your spirit. And let it be a blessing unto your people and unto your church. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you for coming. Hey, Pastor Andy, I miss you. I miss you. Welcome home. And Pastor Shadrach, God bless you. God bless you. Yesterday, the altar versus altar was something else. The power of God was in the house and uh, we enjoyed ourselves. Hallelujah. Today, I am here to bring you a short word. And if you have followed this ministry for some time, you will know that we are always on time. Hallelujah. From 6 to 8 o'clock, we are done. And we are out of the place. And we go for evangelism and preach the word of God. Hallelujah. And uh, today I bring you a word of caution. Grace advantage. Last two weeks and last week, I started with the grace series. And today I am continuing with the pathway that I've captured. Grace advantage. How many of you know that there is an advantage in grace? I, 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 I mentioned the dispensations that we have, we have gone through till now. How God was dealing with his children over a period of time till now. And in this dispensation, we are in the dispensation of grace. Hallelujah. So, we must enjoy grace to the fullest. If there is anything that you must know, you must know more about grace. It is not about the law. Because you are not in the time of Moses. If there is anything the fish must know about, it must know more about the ecosystem. A fish that spends all its time standing upon the galaxy will find issues surviving. So, as we human beings and as Christians, in this dispensation of grace, we must know all the knowledge and know all the technicalities and the legalities in the arena of grace. Am I speaking to somebody? That is why the issue of grace is being abused also in this time. Just as the prophets are being abused, the same way grace is also being abused. Anytime you see an abuse of something, it means that that thing is good. Listen, the devil will not attack anything that does not happen to you. Am I, am I speaking to somebody? Yeah. The devil will not attack anything that does not have value. Yesterday I made a statement that when the children of Israel was crying to God because the Midianites were raiding them and, 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 and was destroying their, their, their towns, when they cried to God, God brought them a prophet. So a prophet is an answer to your prayer. Anytime you meet a prophet, you must know that you have met the answer to your prayer. The Bible says, believe in God and ye shall be established. Believe in this prophet and ye shall prosper. So anytime you need prosperity in your marriage, prosperity in your finances, prosperity in any aspect of your life, God will send you a prophet. Hallelujah. That is why I believe that Ghana as a country is the eye of Africa. But the same way, 
We have a lot of prophets and we are abusing them. Last time I was telling a friend that I see the issue now is not a, it's not about the prophet. The issue now is the kind of doctrine and the teaching that is going on. Because if you can teach our people the right way, the first prophet will not have anything to eat. If you can teach them that salvation is not in oil, salvation is not in handkerchief, salvation is not in bathing at the water and on the border, nobody will fall for false prophet. The reason why the false prophets are having a field day and they are enjoying is because we are not teaching our people the right way. Hallelujah. In this ministry, we know we prophesy. We know we declare. We know that a healing takes place. But we also know that without the word of God, nothing can be established. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. But before he became the light of men, he was the word. So if you want to become the light of the world, you must accept the word of God. That is why I believe in teaching so much. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe in teaching. I believe in the word of God. Everything outside the word of God is fake. Mm. <laughs> I don't care if it is old tradition that will be handed down to generation. Anything outside the word of God is false. Mm. Many years ago, geographers were saying that the world is flat until they found in the Bible that the world is round. They said the world is flat. If you travel too much, you will fall in a dish. Mm. But not knowing, many years ago, the Bible said that the world is round. And when they did their research, they have not come to accept that the world is indeed round. It means that if you refuse the word of God today, you will accept it tomorrow. Yes. So you better accept it now. Yes. Are you getting it? So in this our generation, the problem is not false prophecy. Is false teaching. Am I, am I communicating somebody? Yeah. The problem is not false prophecy, it's false teaching. So, those people that are attacking the prophet, they should relax and study their Bible way. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Today, we are talking about grace advantage. I want you to open your Bible with me to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 30, the verse number 1 to 8. Please, let's stand on our feet as we read the word of God. First Samuel chapter 13, verse number 1 to 8. The Bible says, Now, somebody say now. now. Somebody say now. now. Now, now, now it happened. When David and his men came to Siglak on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Siglak, attacked Siglak and burned it with fire. And are taking captive the women and those who were there. From small to great. They did not, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned and fire with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Number four. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and went until they had no more power to weep. Hallelujah. Until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoi, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, 
had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning David, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Somebody said, David strengthened himself. Say, David strengthened himself in the Lord. Verse 7, then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech said, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. Eight. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue, for you shall pursue, overtake them, and without fear, recover all. I pray and I prophesy that anything that you have lost from the time of your birth now, I declare according to the word of God that without faith you shall recover all. In the name of Jesus. Without faith you shall recover all. In the name of Jesus. Please have your seat. Go on. Now, this is one of the stories of David. And before this, David had been anointed by the prophet Samuel at the time when King Saul was still on the throne. <laughs> King Saul was still on the throne. But David has been anointed as the king of Israel. Listen, you are anointed to have the greatest business of all time, even though some people are on the throne. It is a matter of time. You have been anointed to do the impossible. You have been anointed to do that which nobody has ever done. Even though there are people on the scene, you carry the anointing. The Bible said, I have found myself at David, and with my holy oil, have I anointed him? God is looking for you. Hallelujah. So, when David was anointed, a scenario popped up, and David found himself in the king's palace. And when he got there, he told Saul, Saul, this uncircumcised Philistine, prophet, I have what it takes to bring down my town. A whole army has been with Goliath for a very long time that they couldn't bring him down. But David, anointed like you and I, said that even though the army couldn't bring him down, I carry something in me. Something tells me that I can bring this guy down. So Saul said, okay, then let me give you some clothes to wear. And after that, just go and break him down. And David said, Saul, I did not come for you to give me clothes to wear. I didn't come for you to give me shoes to wear. Because at the time when I was killing the bears and the lions, I was not in your military clothes. Mm -hmm. The same God that delivered me from the lions and the bears shall deliver me from this circumstances. Listen, the things that has made you a champion don't change your strategy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are people that are changing their strategies. That is why I say, when you try to help God, you, you may go astray. When Abraham was prophesied that he will be the father of many nations, he tried to help God by sleeping with the, with the servant. And they gave it to Israel. But it was not Israel, it was Isaac. 
Hallelujah. So, Saul wanted David to help God. And David said, no, my God is so powerful. My God is so mighty. My God is so great. great. I, he doesn't need the help of your clothes. He can do it by himself. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, David went to battle and he brought Goliath down. And the women, like any other woman, started hailing David and said, David killed, he said, he said Saul killed thousands. But David brought down 10,000. And Saul became very jealous. When Saul became jealous, Saul sought for all means to bring down David. The same David that plays the herbs and the evil spirit from Saul moves. That same David that is a helper to Saul now has become an enemy. So don't be, don't be confused when you are a very good friend to somebody and all of a sudden the, 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 the deal changes. It is normal. It means that you are about to enter into another realm. Every time you see challenges and you see difficulties and affliction, Bible said it is just for a while. We may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Anytime you see weeping, know that the next phase of your life is joy. How can you say you are more than conqueror without being in a battle? How can you say you are more than victorious without winning a battle? Anytime the reason why we Christians, we are more than conquerors because Jesus won a battle. There is no general that has never won a battle. So the battle you are going through is a sign that you are about to be promoted. So Saul all of a sudden started chasing David up from the country. So David ran from the country and located himself in the cave of Abdullah. And in the cave of Abdullah, he gathered some men. The Bible records that there are about 600 people with their wife. And they ran to a place called Gath. When they got to Gath, they met a king called Achish. And, they, and David, that was David's friend. So the king accommodated them in the land of Philistine. And you know, this is the same people that you have destroyed the Yagoliath. The same Philistine that were enemies to the people of Israel, they were the same people that David went to sought refuge. But you see, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it, and they are safe. David ran from Israel and entered into Philistines. He joined the Philistines. And the Bible said, he was with them and he said, Chief, King, I have come here with my people. I cannot stay in the royal city with you. So please give me a place that I will stay. And the king said, okay, let me give you a place called Ziklag. So he gave them a place called Ziklag and they, they, they resided over them with his people. So, after that, anytime they are about to go to war, David was a mighty man in war. David fought a lot of war, won a lot of battle to the extent that a time came when he wanted to build a temple for God. God said, man, you have shed too much blood. I cannot make you build my temple. Mm. <laughs> that is how valiant David was. Mighty in battle. Mighty in battle. And the Bible said in the verse where we read that when he, he, he wanted to help the people of the Philistines against the Israelites, 
But all of a sudden, some people emerged in Phillies, and they were called the prince, the prince of Phillies now. And they said, no, David, we cannot go with you because we don't know your mind. Even though the king believes in you, there are some people around that that don't believe you. No wonder God is still calling you a mighty man of failure. And people are calling you a failure. Mm. The king believed in David. The king believed in the sincerity of David. But the princes of the place are saying that, no, as for this one, we don't believe him. Let him go home. At that time, they have encamped themselves in the place. And they have left their wives and their children at home. So they, they were in a camp to go to war against Israel. And the princess said, no, king, we cannot let this David go yes. So David and the troop returned to Ziklag. When they got to Ziklag, a man anointed by God to become king. Look at where he was. Fighting was for unnecessary people. And the Bible said, when they came back to where what the place that was given to them, the Amalekites had invaded Ziklag and had swept off their places. They didn't kill anybody. They carried everybody away. They repaired their houses. They took their flocks away. They took everything away. And the Bible said, the men that were even with death said that we will stone you to death. The Bible said, they weep. They weep until they couldn't weep again. They wanted to stone David to death. And David himself was grieved because his two wives, Abigail, the one he took from Nada, and Ahimaaz, that's for me, the Jesuit. All of them were part. And yet still, the same people that were standing with him said they would stone him now. The same people that he went to battle with. He did everything with. He, he even acquired a town for all of you and your family. When issue came, they said, we will stone you to death. Listen, Bible said, put not your trust in man, because they can fail you. They can fail you. I am talking about the grace advantage. And the Bible said in the verse number 8, it said, and David inquired of the Lord that should die Go against these people and recover. And God gave him his word and said, David, you have inquired for me. I have given you my word also. Go, pursue, overtake, and recover all. You will not fail. Listen, the success of David was his connection to God. Because see, if you read the, the chapter number 27, David had already conquered Amalekite before. So he could have gone in his own power because he has history. He has conquered. He could have gone in his own power. But he said, no, let me contact grace. Listen, maybe last week I said in the book of John chapter 1 verse, John chapter 1 verse 17, Bible said, and, and, and the Lord came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. And somebody will tell me, Jesus was not in the Old Testament, but permit me to confuse your theology small. And the Bible said in the book of 1 Timothy, chapter number 3, verse 16, Bible said, grace is the controversy, or grace is the mystery of godliness that God came in the flesh, manifested in the spirit, preacher, among the Gentiles, believe.
delivered in the world and was received up in glory. So Jesus was God. Jesus was God. And Philip, oh, you know, in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter number 2, verse 5, Bible said, Let this man be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it no longer to be equal to God, but lowered himself and began and died, even the death of the cross. So, what I'm telling you is that uh, when David became troubled, uh, when David realized uh, that this thing had become an issue, he said, Let me contact grace. Let me contact grace. Makuli Bahasa. He said, And David inquired of the Lord. Yes. <laughs> so, David contacted grace. Listen, the Lord came through who? Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus. And the other day I told you, Bible said, uh, and the child Jesus grew and became stronger. And the grace of God was upon him. Uh, and he was filled with wisdom. He was filled with wisdom. So, David said, in this issue, I have conquered them before, but for me to be able to recover, because I am too late. I am too late, like some of us, when it comes to finances, we are too late. When it comes to the fulfillment of our destiny, David said, I need, I, I, I know I have been anointed to mount a throne. It is too late to go and pay. I must contact grace. Even though he has conquered the Amalekite person, he said, he said, God, this time I'm not going alone. Let me consult you first before I go. Because it is only grace that can make me recover everything. Oh, I may go in some means, but I may not recover everything. But I need everything to do everything. Oh, I need every resource to do everything. You see, when you look at when you read the book of Joshua, when they went to conquer Jericho, Jericho was a great city, and the ability to conquer Jericho was one thing that made Joshua popular. Are you getting me, somebody? So, if Joshua had not conquered Jericho, Joshua wouldn't have been popular. So, Jericho was a place, a very strong place, and the Bible said, even the walls around Jericho, people can build house on it. That is what the prostitute was. The wall was so thick that people could build house on the wall. So that is a very great city. But by God, Joshua conquered Jericho. And after that, Joshua thought that he had all the power and he had all the skills and the ability to conquer. So he went on that he wanted to go and destroy another small city. Called I, I, AI. When he went without consulting God, Joshua failed. Mm. About to go to I, you thought it's by your power or by your means, but it is only by grace. When they went, they failed. He came back and he lied before God and said, God, what is it before God told him that there is a man in your camp called Achan. He stole something from Jericho and that is why he failed. Listen, no matter how successful you are in life, Never miss the issue of grace. Never leave God, no matter how successful. Because it is Him that can give you. No matter how prophetic you are, never leave God. One day, the great revivalist, 
that the government made a statement and I love someone. He said, there are many, many people in the charismatic movement who are not acquainted with the person or with the Holy Ghost, but only with his uh, gift. They are not acquainted with the person of the Holy Ghost, only with his gift. They only love their gift, but the person himself, no. But the other day, I read my Bible, and the Bible told me that, that he said, they that come after God must first know that he is. First. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So before you seek for the reward of God, first of all, know that he is. Before you seek for his reward, know that he is God Almighty. So David, an experienced warrior, who had killed the Amalekite before, said that, you know, I am too late in life. As a matter of fact, when I was anointed, I should have mounted the truth. But Saul is after me, I have delayed. People are against me. Someone just told me I have delayed. God, for me to fulfill my mandate and my assignment, I need grace on my head. Mm. So he said, God, grant me grace. Give me grace. Help me, Lord. When he went and consulted grace, grace said, go. I will be with you. You will not only go, but you will recover everything. I see somebody recovering everything here. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It doesn't matter what you have lost. It doesn't matter what you have, you, you, you have missed. But God is making grace upon towards you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, David said, I need a great advantage. Listen to me, somebody said. The oldest man in the Bible. The oldest man in the Bible. Methuselah. Did not need abundance of years to fulfill his destiny. He needed abundance of grace. Something didn't need more years to kill the Philistines. He needed grace. Jesus didn't need more years. He needed grace. No wonder within three and a half years, he fulfilled his destiny because of grace. Listen, in this life, there are a lot of things that are against us. A lot of people are against us. The system of the world is against us. Look at the way the banks are failing. Look at the way marriages are failing. Look at the way churches are being closed down. Look at the way churches are being better. If you want to depend in the system of this world, you will never fulfill your destiny. You need grace. You need to contact grace. I pray for you. That may unusual grace come upon you to fulfill your destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus. It doesn't matter the people that have delayed you. There is what you call grace advantage. Grace advantage. Some of us, eh? some of us, if not for the system of this world, where would have been by now? Would have been amazing. I invested money in the place. I lost 30,000 capacity in a day. I'm telling you, if the system of the world is failing, it's failing. Another time I invested again, I lost the money. I said, the system of the world is failing. Recently, I learned they closed down five banks. Ah, Kaduli Bahasatata. Guess is the man that puts his trust in the fellow man. But they that put their trust in God, they shall believe, they, they shall work stronger and do exploits. They that believe and they put their trust in God, 
They shall work what? Strong and do exploit. Listen, exploit is the fulfillment of your destiny. Exploit is the money you want. Exploit is the kind of marriage you want. Exploit is the traveling visa you want. Bible said, until you believe in God that you cannot do exploit. So David said that. I know of the great people around me. There was a man that used to move with David. The Bible said the man fought to the stand that even the knife or the sword clinged to his fist. Mighty warriors were around David. Bema, or to make one massacre, can be same say. Warrior. But David said, the great to know, you are too late. You are the arrest of the Bema, you are the best My head switching to grace because there is a grace advantage. I pray for grace advantage for you. I don't care where you are in life now. There is something called grace. May God release that grace upon you in the name of Jesus. The statistics of this world says it all. Mm. The statistics of this world. So let me tell you something. I read something. I heard something from the from a great man of God. He said something. He said, before statistics says that before you even before and in the average, before you get to the age 90, look at the things that happen. An average person, by the time we read the age of 90, you should have spent about three months reading your Bible. The Bible that you must, Bible said, don't let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. You only use three months within 90 years to read your Bible. Number two, you use six months in traffic lights if you drive a car. That is how delaying the system can be. Eight months opening junk mails. What's up, I found? Email, I found. Use eight months opening junk mail. You use one year looking for misplaced objects if you are careless. <laughs> are you getting me somebody? Yes. This is how the system can delay you. If you are up, by the time you get to 90, these are the things that you waste. You use four years doing housework, doing cooking, sweeping, washing cars, doing all kinds of things. You use five years waiting in a queue by watching. By Standing at a piece, chatting. Mm. You use 5.5 years driving a vehicle. You use 25 years sleeping. Kaduli ikahasa. La planta la akosha. You use what 25 years sleeping by the time you are 90. Women would have spent 17 years of their life trying to lose weight. <laughs> that is when you are pushing. This is how the system can delay you, according to statistics. You use 1.1 years in a bathroom. We can one day. Hallelujah. You use, if you're a woman, women would have spent one year deciding on what to wear. By the time you are 90, women would have used one year deciding on what to wear. And if you are a man whose mind is not renewed, you would have used one year staring at women. Katuli mm. ikasa. If you are not born again, dear, and the whole world, hallelujah. Women would have spent eight years of their lives shopping. By the time you add up these things, within the 90 years of your life, you would have spent 87 years doing something that is not connected to what God brought you on earth today. The rest have not mentioned, you know them. So by the time you are 90 and in this arena, 
in this time and this age where people are dying in the realm of water shock and God will sue. That means the night will not come. So we need grace in this our dispensation to finish whatever God has called us to do. Am I communicating somebody? So see, when you are a human being and you are not contacted to grace, you cannot become great. Listen, grace advantage makes you have great advantage. Oh, you get that one. I said grace advantage makes you get great advantage because we are in competition. So, by the time you study all these statistics and check your life, meanwhile, the prophecy has come upon David that David, you are the chosen one for the kingship of Israel. And yes, David is running now, was running from Saul. David was, was turning the Philistines for battle. David was, was acquiring unnecessary lands. All this while, he said, God, that's for this stage of my life. I cannot go by my strength again. I need your strength. I need your grace to be able to make it. Listen, I don't know where you have been. I don't know the disappointment that has come to you. We have been through some. I am telling you. Somebody came to me complaining, and I told him, I said, in just one day, one second, I lost 30,000 dollars in this. And then he kept quiet and went to see Listen. We need grace. I told the God, grant me grace. Mm. Financial grace. Mm. Health grace. Mm. I get it. Because see, the work we are doing as pastors, people are ambassadors like and they think that we are chopping church offering. Meanwhile, since we started this ministry, I have not taken one seed into my pocket before. But people will ambassadors. It means that the other will go and find a work to do. When we go and sit in the park, who will preach? When we go and sit on the street selling, who will preach? When we go outside and we are doing okay, who will preach the word? We need grace to survive in this day. We need grace. Also, the place to work, recently we saw people being stoned to death. We saw people being shot to death. It is grace that has kept you. You need grace to be in that profession. When I see you, I envy you. I say, Master, this is a serious thing. Listen, there are people where they have come to compete and they have the money. They have the influence. They are from the royal family. So men see that they have it. But you see, you need God. You need to access grace. Moses was a man that was that was the prophet of all time. As a matter of fact, the prophetic ministry that was so manifested started from Moses. Are you getting me somebody? Yes. Started from Moses. And the Bible said, Moses was a very handsome man. To the extent that at the time when they were killing the babies, the daughter of Pharaoh saw Moses and Moses, you were fine. I will not kill you. We yet did the war. We are fine, boy. I must keep you because he's a beautiful child. But Moses did not put his trust in his beauty. Moses was raised from the house of Pharaoh. Listen, if you read, if you read history, they will tell you that God released ten wisdom upon the earth. Only Egypt was having nine. The rest of the one was given to the whole world. It means that Egypt was a place of intellect. They carry intellectual knowledge when it comes to school, nonsense. They have it. So Moses was having the mind. 
It is believed that the crowd that was following Moses was about 15,000. So when they talk about people, Moses was having people. Mm. But a time came when he was about to fulfill his destiny to carry, because Moses' destiny is to bring the people from Egypt to the promised land. He said, God, if you will not go with me, I'm not moving an inch. In other words, grace, if you will not go with me, I am not moving an inch. I need a grace advantage to fulfill my destiny. I need it. So if you think it's your beauty that will make you enter into the parliament, if you think it's your beauty that can make you prophesy, if you think the people around you is what can make you better, I came to tell you, excuse me, it is a matter of grace. Without grace, you are nothing. As a matter of fact, even your salvation was grace. For ye are saved by grace through faith. Even the salvation, it is grace. What makes you think that the thing that gave you salvation cannot take you to the end of the road? Moses was having all that you can mention when they talk of money. When they were living in Egypt, they had all the money, the gold. God caused the people to give them gold. He was having everything. And yes, he said, God, even though I have the crown, I am beautiful. The great historian Joseph he said that if they bypass you, you will turn back and look at him again. Because the guy is beautiful. He had all the beauty. He had all the opulence that you can mention. He can prophesy. Nobody. God said that with all the prophets, I speak to them in visions and dreams. But with my servant David, I speak yeah. to him face to face. When it comes to the gift and the prophetic, David was having all. And he said, God, I am not moving, even though I have all. Moses, 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 Moses. He said, God, I have all, but I will not go if you will not go with me. Listen to me. I said last week that the, 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 the advantageous dispensation of all time is the dispensation of grace. That is why you cannot fail in this dispensation. If you are in this dispensation and you find yourself in hell, then it is your own wahala. Everything has been made possible unto you. Am I talking to somebody? Right. So you see, when you are in life and some things are happening, don't leave God. No matter what is happening, David could have, could have become angry with God. Because David, God told David that David, I will not leave you nor forsake you. How come my people are gone? How come? When Lazarus was about to die, the Bible said, Martha and Mary went to Jesus and said, Jesus, your brother, the one you love, is sick. Jesus said that this one will not lead to death. But you and I know that Lazarus died. They would have been angry. They would have been furious. They would have said, Jesus, we don't need you again. But when they heard Jesus coming up, the Bible said they ran up and they went to meet Jesus. Because they realized whether good or bad, he is still God. That is what the Bible said. Whether good or bad, still give your thanks to God. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what is happening. Still give your thanks to God. In all things, acknowledge you. And the peace of God shall reign in you. So be anxious for nothing, but in all things, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make known your request to God, and the peace of God shall reign in you. I don't know what you are going through. By grace, when grace locates the man, his life moves from grass to grace. Oh, Kadubli Hasatan. 
I said, when grace locate a man, his life moves from grass to grace. I don't know, but I need that grace. I don't know about you, but I need the grace of God. In this time of our world, where everything is against us, I need grace. People promise you, and nothing comes from it. People give you their word. They can even sign it for you, but do not come. If you don't know, and you leave grace aside, and you follow human being, you will fail. But I pray that you will not fail in Jesus. Listen. You see, this grace, eh, the reason why it can make you see this life what we have. And when I was here, I saw a people who have because our brain had a door. But I see, when you live here to God and you don't fulfill your destiny, what is your take on it? The only way you can fulfill that thing that God has brought, has put in you is by the grace of God. Don't tell me you pray more than somebody. There are people that are on my club for 16 years that have not come down before. Don't tell me you are anointed. Don't tell me you are a prayer warrior. Don't tell me your family is influential. That is why you can fulfill your destiny. If you take history, the richest people in the world, few of them inherited it. Most of them started from scratch. Mentioned from the from Sukhavi. Mentioned from Dangote. Mentioned. They started from the scratch. Only few, most of the people that inherited great grace ended up selling their father's house and mansions. They couldn't manage it. They couldn't. So, in this world, where we are, and a lot of things are against us, we must come to the realization that we must take advantage of the season. We call it the kingdom advantage. Mm-hmm. Listen, there are people there, their protection comes from the ring they wear. There are people, their protection comes from the bees they wear. There are people, their protection comes from their hair they put in their pocket. But you and I, we have a great advantage. Without ring, without bees, without anything, we have the blood of Jesus. That no matter what happens, we still stand No matter what they do, you have the call to say that the name of the Lord Jesus is my strong tower. I just want to wait. And they are saved. So we run to the name of Jesus. When the witches come in the night, when we mention the name Jesus, they run. When they come in the afternoon, we mention the name Jesus, it works. It is a great advantage to us. Because you see, the ring they are wearing, you and I may not be able to buy it. You and I may not be able to buy that kind of thing. Some people, it's their dressing that gave them favor. You and I may not be able to buy that dress. You need the favor of God to say to you, I pray for you. That may the grace of God abound. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody? We have a few minutes to go, so let me just stop out. Now, this grace, the reason why it can even make Jesus Christ fulfill his destiny at the end of 33 and a half is because it gave Jesus speed. Grace is a speed. Listen, on the, on the road of destiny, grace is the fast route. <laughs> on the motorway of destiny, grace is the fast lane. 
Ah, so we say, my cousin, I'm not doing my bread. Membre, that is the fastest lane. Any other lane, na so so Any other lane, C C C C, na na go. That have go 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 go. You are not even sure, but you must recover all without a fail. What if after the C C C, you fall on the wrong road? It gives you speed. In the book of Genesis chapter 24. <coughs> Genesis 24. Are we there? Eliezer. Eliezer was sent by Abraham to look for a wife for the son Isaac. When he got there, he went to the well and he said, Oh God of my father Abraham, give me good speed. Continue, sir. He said, Oh God of my father Abraham, grant me good speed. Went there to fulfill a death, he didn't go there to joke. He had been sent by his master, he didn't go there to joke. His prayer was, God, give me speed. I pray that God will give you speed. In every facet of your life, it does not matter the delay or the circumstances of the world or the system of the world. May God give you speed. Grace gives you speed. Grace gives you speed. That is why Jesus Christ. Fulfill his destiny. He didn't need 40 years. He didn't need 50 years. He did not need 60 years. All he needed is the grace of God to fulfill a divine mandate, not just to save a tower, not just to save a country, but to save the whole world. And he fulfilled it within three and a half years. I don't know the number of years he's going to fulfill, but you can fulfill it. It doesn't matter. Either they have delayed you for 30 years, it is time for grace. Jesus. Yeah. God, give me speed. Yes. 
Ah, I need a wife for my master Abraham. But God, unless you give me speed, when God gives you speed, He puts you on the right direction. Because speed on the wrong direction is failure. But you see, Elias understood that, that I cannot go and find women at the boxing field. He understood I must find women at the well. So God gave him speed, located him at the well where women come to fetch water. And when they came, he located the wife of his servant. It is his, his master. When grace locates you, it will give you a good place to stand. So Elias stood at the well when women come to fetch water. Because he was looking for a woman for the, for the master. May grace position you well. May grace give you divine positioning. Strategic positioning for the visitation of God. In the name of Jesus. There are some people, people like people like David. David, they were having the grace to fight, but they like the grace to stand before Beshwa. Ah, people like uh, people like Ahitophel were having the grace to give counsel, but they like the grace to stay loyal. People like Samson were having the grace to carry a whole gate of a city, but were lacking the grace to stand before the line. People like Elijah were having the grace to prophesy, but they don't have the grace to stand before a witch called Jezebel. People in the Old Testament, like Adam, have the grace to name all the animals of the world, but couldn't have the grace to descend between the voice of God and the voice of men. Some have some grace, others don't have all, but that was in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, in the New Testament, the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 9, verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. All grace. If you have the grace to plan, you can have the grace to implement. If you have the grace to start, you have the grace to finish. If you have the grace to talk, you can have the grace to impact. All grace. All grace. Then there are people that, that can get a visa but don't have the grace to send to, 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 to 
where they want to go to. There are people that can sit in a car, but will not read their destination. But in this dispensation, may God grant you all grace. The grace to sit in a car and to get your destination. The grace to start and to finish. In the name of Jesus. All grace. All grace. I see God releasing all grace. I see God releasing all grace in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Listen, when I was a boy, you know, those days, after examination, my father, if you are able to be within that in the first day, you will get one city for every subject. I've never got in one city because I've never been in the first day. If first my first day that in come, you shall be sold And see. A man in the family was called that man. My father said, Teach this my son. Too much. Teach this my son for me. He's not intelligent. Help him. The man said, I don't teach children with that diets. He said, I don't teach people. That when you teach them, you don't know anything now. And he was teaching people that I already know, don't know about. Lest they didn't know that I am the one that will say to the university. Today, all grace located me. I started and I finished. Until all grace came, comes upon you one. You cannot finish what you started. I am a son and a wonder to my extended family because they don't understand how I got to the university. I didn't just complete, I completed with an upper. They should go and check the record in UDS. My name is Tani Holani Sowa. I am an upper student. Some people came to my room to check if really I have had a certificate. I showed it to them. And they said, hey, I didn't have power. Listen, the people that are telling them who are you, they will come to you and say, how are you? They want to create a relationship. But you will tell them, it is God that has brought me this far. It is the grace of God. It's not because I am intelligent. The people that completed the they ask me, how did you make the upper class? And I tell them, I don't know. I believe it's just grace. But when you look at my life in school, I don't deserve it. God wants to use you to prove a point. Okay. So, he just launches you in a place and glorifies you. God wanted to use Ezekiel to prove a point. So, he landed Ezekiel in the body of dry bones and he said, I will not prophesy you, prophesy. Because, you see, everybody thinks that I am God in all and I can do everything. But, son of man, prophesy. And the bush shall come back to life. And Ezekiel prophesied that. And that was a, one of the greatest prophecies of Ezekiel. And up to now, generations have mentioned the name of Ezekiel. I don't know the situation. God has intended place you in the valley of dry bones and has made grace upon towards you so that you be a testimony and a sign unto God. The Bible said in the last days, the Spirit of God shall come upon all flesh and he shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the other part of the world. The Bible said that after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, these shall be the witnesses of Jesus. In other words, live the life of Jesus. Live the life of Jesus. If Jesus completed his destiny, I must complete my own. If Jesus fulfilled everything, I must fulfill it. 
Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So I know for sure, according to the authority of the word of God, that you will not fail. I say, I know you will not fail. In the name of Jesus, I know you will not fail. Come on, be on your feet as you wrap up. I want you to lift up your hands right now and begin to pray for all things. You know the places that you lack it. You want to pray that God let all grace come towards me. Some of us, when we start something, it is just for a matter of time. It will collapse by your brain. That grace has invaded this place. Some of us, when we start a good thing, something comes up and we fail it. But God grant us all grace. My all grace come. We need the grace advantage. We need the grace advantage. We need the grace advantage. David said, God, should I go? Should I overtake? Should I recover? The Bible said, God said, go overtake and recover. I see you overtaking. I see you recovering. I see you not failing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, come on, begin to pray. Pray for all grace. All grace. All grace. All grace, 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 Divine speed, divine speed. Eliezer said, God, give me good speed. God, give me good speed. God, give me good speed. I need speed for this assignment. Without speed, I can't finish. I have wasted some time. I have wasted some time. But God, give me speed. I need your divine speed for the accomplishment on time. Oh God, give me speed. Give me speed. It doesn't matter where you are going to, but God, give me speed. Give me speed. In the name of Jesus, give my children speed. Give my family speed. Give my people speed. In the name of Jesus, come on, pray.
raise your people. You empower your people, O God. Grant us favor, Lord. Grant the good speed, Lord. Position us, Lord. Let nobody under the sound of my voice feel destiny. In the name of Jesus, I declare no weapon from the gate this one shall prosper. May not the system of this world bring this one's down. But may all grace abound towards us, O God. May all grace abound towards this ministry, O God. May all grace abound towards our family's father. And may we, O God, experience your goodness, even in the land of the living. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Come on, clap your hands with me. God bless you. Listen to the man of God. Oh.